Hi, this is Amy Blaschka. I'm a social media ghostwriter who helps leaders craft their stories to communicate and connect better. You're listening to the Cut to the Chase podcast with Greg Proctor. Stepping out beyond boundaries takes courage and the ability to dream. We are excited to share our new audio podcast called Cut to the Chase. The structure of this podcast embodies open dialogue with friends, family, and professional colleagues talking about things that impact our ability to thrive. We hope that you will join our unscripted, unbridled podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase. Yep. I said another episode of Cut to the Chase, and I know everybody's going, oh my God, how many episodes is Greg putting out? Okay, so this is episode 92, and I'm going to tell you guys, this is going to be a fire-type podcast, because the featured guest that I brought on today is a featured guest that I love dearly. She's a good friend. She's not my wife. She's a good friend, but she was around from the inception of Cut to the Chase. And we're going to talk about how she kind of instituted certain things that kind of helped Cut to the Chase become a brand. So today, our episode, episode 92, is entitled The Wild Card. And I know everybody's going, wait a minute. He came up with another crazy title. How is this going to tie all together? Weaving these stories together, he has this just crazy imagination. But let's think about that. A wild card. In most cases, we consider a wild card in playing a game, you know, something along the lines, particularly like in poker, when you've got a joker or a deuce of spade or something along the lines that can trump another suit of cards. Or it could be a person or thing who influences in an unpredictable manner, who has qualities that are so uncertain. And so I found a quote that I'm going to lead in with before I introduce our featured guests. And it goes like this. Joy is the wild card of life. It supersedes every other formula for success. If you can find a way to create joy, you can rise above all external factors. If you can play at whatever you're doing, you can master your life. Now, Our featured guests, I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, our featured guests, I have to weave her into the wild card of women that I know have really kind of changed the dynamics of history. And when I say weave her in, I am talking about women who have basically proven time and time again, who have given opportunities to basically take themselves and rise to the occasion not only in leadership, in respect, empathy, and understanding. And some of those people that come to mind for me are like French fashion designer Coco Chanel, former president of Liberia, Ella Johnson Sirleaf, and then, of course, Ruth Boehner Gangsberg. Now, I know our featured guest is sitting on the other side going, oh, my God, he is comparing me with these women. What is, where is he going with this? But let me introduce our featured guest today. She has made a career offering stories as a service. 
a longtime leadership contributor for Forbes. She covers personal transformation as it impacts career growth. She has regularly created and shared original content through her own popular newsletter entitled Illuminate Me, which is actively on most of the social media platforms. That's how her and I met. Her career spanned over several decades in multitude of industries, but her goal has always been the same. Help clients identify and communicate their strengths and creativity in the most highly appealing manner. Her love for telling compelling stories can be tracked way back to her college years where she earned her bachelor's degree in arts and film and media from the University of California, San Diego with a minor in communication. Now, she left out a few things in her bio that I had to go do some research on. She is a mom. She's a wife. She's a fur mom. And as I've said, she's helped leaders craft their stories and communicate better through concise, compelling, ghostwriting social media posts. And so without further ado, I'd like to introduce you guys to a great, great friend of mine. And let's see if she has any remarks. Maybe I left her speechless. Sometimes I do that in these introductions. Amy Baglish. Well, it's Amy Blaska. But- Blaska, Blaska, Blaska. I knew I was going to get that wrong. I knew I was going to get that wrong. Blaska, there we go. It's I was okay. thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, Greg. Like, whoa. Yeah. So um, I don't think I've ever been in the same sentence, let alone compared to some of these amazing women that you've uh, seated me next to. So thank you for that. I'm honored and really humbled and like, oh my gosh, you know, what is he doing? But uh, yeah, I think you hit a bunch of the high points. And yes, you got in there that yes, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I'm a fur mom. So I'm sure Rigby, my dog is like, yay, he mentioned me too. <laughs> yeah, I matter. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Every Everybody matters when it, when it mm-hmm. comes to what to what you do, and uh, you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna dive into some of these questions. But you know, first and foremost, I want to say, at least from the bottom of my heart and from my team, we appreciate right up front. We want to tell you this right up front: we appreciate everything you've done for us with Cut to the Chase, Cut to the Chase brand, and just for you to be on this episode. We're talking like episode ninety-two, and you and I were talking about this as an idea. You yes. know, and here we are. We're episode ninety-two. So uh, incredible! Well, kudos to you and your team. You made it happen. You know, yeah. you brought it. That's that's the difference between you know having an idea and the execution and actually making it happen. So, absolutely, absolutely. So, just so that everybody kind of uh, prefaces the understanding of where Amy fits into the kind of origination of Cut to the Chase, as I mentioned in the introduction. She is a ghostwriter. And so we're going to have Amy tell us exactly what is a ghostwriter? What does that mean? So, you know, I think the ghostwriters exist in many different industries and they have different functions. Um, so a ghostwriter simply is somebody that writes something for somebody else in their that person's voice. And then that person shares it under their name. So the ghostwriter is never credited um, you know, saying, well, as the author. And um, depending on how things work and the dynamic between those two, it, 
it's either the ghostwriter sometimes writes everything and it's, you know, sort of their thoughts and then somebody else says, oh yeah, this is what I thought. That's not the way I work. So I specialize in social media ghostwriting and that means those short posts that appear on LinkedIn, um, it might be articles. Um, those are really the two primary sort of outputs of what I do. But when I work with clients, my clients are leaders, um, typically founders, uh, entrepreneurs, CXOs, that really understand the value of um, sharing their wisdom, right, to attract their intended audiences. And those intended audiences take many forms. So it could be um, that they are CEO trying to attract great talent. And by sharing sort of how they move through the world and and their perspective and their leadership um, style, that helps attract the right kind of people to them. Um, It could be that they're trying to attract a partner or an investor or peers or just make other connections. So it's really um, using social media to magnify their reach and impact. So it definitely is all about personal branding and thought leadership. And I help them sort of stay in their wheelhouse of thought leadership, help them bring clarity to the chaos that often is in their minds and in their worlds. Mm -hmm. And um, when I'm writing for them, it is based on a conversation that we have. So everything that I ghostwrite for them is it's their words, it's their ideas, it's their insights. It's just that they might have either they don't have the writing acumen or they just don't have the time or bandwidth to translate those thoughts, those insights from typically a verbal format um, to a concise and compelling written post. And so um, we work together, we have a standing weekly call. Um, This is a long term sort of relationship. I'm a relationship girl. Um, and the longer we work together, the easier it gets for both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it allows them to really kind of, you know, hone in on what they are all about, what matters most to them. Um, so, you know, I, 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 listen, I'm somebody who has a variety of interests, right? But Mm -hmm. if I'm putting content out to the world, I want to be very intentional with what I am talking about, what I am presenting to the world, because I want whatever I'm putting out there for people to come to associate with me. And if you, um, you know, if I said, and I use this always as an example, because this isn't in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. If, you know, the social media ghostwriter, the person that's writing about leadership and careers and communication and connection, all suddenly started, you know, randomly putting things out on blockchain or, you know, you know, cryptocurrency, people be like, what? And this is the thing. If you confuse people, you will lose them. So mm-hmm. the more that you can um, be clear in what you're about and what you're offering and your sort of unique talents, your insights, sort of your perspective, your point of view, and then you consistently share that and you have the discipline to stay within those one, two, maybe three things um, where you are genius. Um, that makes it much easier for people to um, find you, first of all, connect with you and know that that's kind of your tribe. So it's really about making it easy for others too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we pretty, pretty certainly appreciate you uh, providing clarity on that. And and basically, I'm going to kind of segue here just a little bit. So, you know, between you and I, we started out working with me on kind of a bio, you know, with regards to how you know, we wanted my messaging to be perceived as me being a thought leader with my management consultancy firm. And then from there, we transition into uh, another spinoff that I have, which is called Build Resiliency. 
And then, of course, I came back to you a third time and said, hey, Amy, I'm ready to start a podcast. And so I want our listeners to really understand the importance and significance of, of where I'm going with, with this thought. All of these things that I do with all of my companies, um, they all had kind of a a uniqueness in the ability for me to provide not only coaching and resiliency and and mentorship for companies uh, as related to their bottom line, but also it it kind of flipped the script in a way that allowed for me to really take those same philosophies and principles and work them into this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read something off, and everybody goes, "Well, Greg, you know." Your voice, when you say this, it's always like, you know, it's, 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 it's the catchphrase. So these words were a combination of not only my thoughts, but Amy's brilliancy that really sets the stage for Cut to the Chase. And it basically goes like this. Stepping out beyond boundaries takes courage and the ability to dream. Now, I am not going to take full credit for that because the lady that really kept helped pull that out of me and that really came up with that unique phrase as it relates to the podcast is the lady that we're talking to today. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> I'm like, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Amy, the the significance of 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 why, you know, I wanted to talk to you about the wild card is because to me, yeah, you know, wild card can can be considered, you know, you're looking for a code or special character as you're as you're trying to do a search. It can be a wild card in in playing games. But to me, the definition of wild card is really the essential aspects of what you do as a ghostwriter because, you know, you hit on some of those points earlier, but I think where I like to really carry this just a little bit, kind of segue the conversation a little bit is is based on the fact that people are looking for leverage. You know, when you're a busy entrepreneur, when you're a small business guy, you're a CEO, whatever, and 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 you're trying to wrap your head around running your company, raising capital, you're trying to do all these different things, but yet you've got to have some type of visionary uh, social media presence. You've got to have some some mantra out there that represents who you are as an individual, something that's going to carry your breath and your and your depth out to the masses above and beyond people just trying to physically contact you every single day and get on a call with you, you've got to have someone like Amy. And so to me, everybody goes, well, Greg, you know, that that does make sense, but why the wild card? Because what Amy does in the crafting of her professionalism, it really sets you apart. It really brings out the wow factor. It brings the punch that is needed. You know, you go from you go from, as they say, uh, bland to caviar or, or you know, whatever phrase you want to use. But it's that transformation that people, you know, they kind of relate to the fact that you've grown. You know, you're, you're not the same person when these words are really bouncing off the page about you. And, and to me, that's a wild card mentality is because it's like having that secret sauce <laughs> that, you you don't give grandma's recipe away, but everybody goes, can you tell me what's in that? And you go, well, no, no, thank you. I, I you know, I, I don't need to tell you that. And so for me, I'm letting my audience in, you know, I'm letting the world in to, to let them know that Amy has been that secret sauce. She has been that wild card for me. 
And that's really the definition. That's the that's the overall package that has made Greg Proctor, Cut to the Chase, Bill Resiliency, Sketcher. What we are today is based on having that individual that weaves those stories together. Now, Amy knows we've got a lot of work ahead of us in the future, but to get us to where we are today and to have the following and the outreach based on the words that were created, you know, like I said, I I can't be more happier because we're talking about somebody that didn't even like social media. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. You've become a convert. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you you kind of helped coach some of that along, you know, and uh it was it was rather interesting because I still remember as as we talked about this whole construct of uh you know just putting together the bio and the story mm-hmm. you were asking me to gather all the stuff and we got to talking and, and it was so so comical to me because i was like oh you want data yeah i can give you what, what i can give you everything you know how much do you want you were like oh yeah just send me over the more of the merry and, and i remember yeah. and i remember you writing me back going uh, uh can you stop sending me stuff <laughs> because you're an engineer mindset and that's just too much. That's just too much for me to, to dive into. <laughs> I don't think I said that, but, but I, but I, it's true. I think the more that, you know, the, the more I have, I, I, a lot of what I do is wrapping my arms and immersing myself in my client's worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's how I understand. That's how I become them. And this whole ghostwriting thing, it's almost like I, I, I liken it to method acting, right? Where the actor like becomes the character. Well, in a lot of ways as the ghostwriter, I, I become my client, right? I have to, I have to kind of step into the world. I have to, and to do that, you, you need to understand where they are right now. And, Mm -hmm. and getting to what you said about leverage, I think what's, what's really important and what's, what people struggle with, particularly if, you know, they've been in one industry for a long time, or they're trying to kind of break out and do something new, or or even, you know, during the pandemic, either be by choice or by circumstance, they had to pivot and do things. It's really coming down to how you are positioning yourself and your services and differentiating you and yourself. So the, the good news is with social media, you have the control um, of that narrative. You know, what you present to the world is what people go, oh, okay, this is what he's about. So if something's not working for you, or it's, I think when it's out of alignment with, you know, where you want to go, like so many people use things like LinkedIn and whatever as like a, an online resume, or it's like, it's really all about their history versus Mm -hmm. their destiny, right? Where they want to be. So you kind of flip that switch and you need to be, you know, talking about what you want to do as if you're already doing it, because in most cases you are, you're just starting out or whatever, um, and, and make it easy for others. Because I think the other part of that and kind of sharing your story, not just through social media posts, but things like your profile and your story and your about section on maybe your website, those types of things is... Uh, people are hesitant to let go of the things that no longer serve them. You know, Mm -hmm. just because you've done something here or worked in this place or whatever, unless it's relevant and unless it's supporting and aligning where you want to go, you Mm -hmm. don't need it. Or you better find a way that it makes sense. And so everything that you include 
needs to have a purpose, needs to be intentional, can't be, in a, you know, like, uh, I don't know, they'll just move past exit. No, it needs to, you again, you need to make it easy for somebody else. So a lot of what I did with you, Greg, in our work together was making things make sense, finding those connections, right? And I think finding the common thread, the common theme, the thing that would weave everything together at a very high level. Mm -hmm. So whatever you would introduce as a new project, as a new podcast, whatever the case may be, people go, well, of course, that's Greg, right? Mm -hmm. So it was really getting to your essence, right? And finding that special spark and that's what I do for people. I find that. I delight in doing that, right? I mean, to me, it's like a little treasure hunt. And so often, it, people just, they don't see their own brilliance. You know, they've been doing stuff for so long. They don't see how amazing they are. I am so impressed by my clients. Oh, my God. You included. I'm like, and I think I'm sure I told you that. Like, oh, my God. Great. Whoa. You're, you're incredible. And it's just you know, finding those stories and things because we live in our own worlds, right? We're 24 seven, you're Greg Proctor, right? Right. You don't think about it. And so having somebody like me or, you know, that comes in as a third party neutral that really, you know, yes, I want you to help you position yourself and put your best foot forward. But I am not emotionally invested as you are in kind of your history and your experience and your insights. I can see it with fresh eyes and I can, you know, the same thing, but told in a completely new way and, right. and weaving together those things. And I think making that really easy for people to, to instantly get like, yeah, that's what he's about. Oh my gosh. And not just that's what he's about, but wow, it, you know, that's going to pique my interests. I want to know more, you know? Yeah. So that's really, I think the purpose of sort of how you share your story it's and it's and it's not here's another big thing and i know we talked about this i have i have this quote on my wall literally taped to my wall um from a conference i went to decades right forever ago in a past life professional right. life but it's you know this big insight is you are something specific or excuse me yeah you're something specific to a special few. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we try so hard that we you know we want to be liked, we want to belong, you know, and that we worry that oh, if I kind of do this, I'm a, you try to be everything to everyone and you're just a weak, weakened, you know, dull right. version. Nobody cares. You really mm -hmm. need to niche down, you need to focus, you need to find kind of whatever that is and lead with that. And that doesn't mean that you can't or would do other things, but you can coming back to that kind of what is that one thing? Mm -hmm. What do you do? What helps you stand out um, and not defaulting to something like, well, I'm a VP of marketing or I'm a CPA or I'm a whatever. Your, your title is not who you are, right. right? And what makes you magic and what sets you apart? Yeah. Yeah. We certainly appreciate you sharing that with us, Amy. I mean, it it has been a joy. I mean, it's it's funny because, you know, I, I did a podcast a while back with uh, – with Miss Rachel Beck, who's a, a dear friend mm -hmm. of both, yes. of both of ours. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I kind of mentioned in a podcast that, you know, during this time of, of this circumstance that we've been tied up in with the pandemic, I said, it's actually made me more creative. And I mean, you were mm -hmm. at the beginning of kind of that creativity and you kind of saw this, this craziness going on in my head kind of uh, really blossom. And so my next question to you really kind of falling in a line with, you know, what you've done for, for all of these great people, but what is, what is something that the one thing as, let me just rephrase this. What is the one thing that your writing has done for your client that you did not expect? 
Now I'm not talking yeah. about me, but I'm talking about something yeah. very significant. You're like, yeah. oh my God, when 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 that person came back to you, you know, it 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 moved you. What what was that? Okay. Well, I mean, a couple things, right? Okay. So on a okay. on an emotional level, um, mm-hmm. when I hear back from a client that that I've nailed it for them, that it like, especially with something like their career story, right? That that there's just like, oh, there's a relief. There is a joy, right? To come back to that word that they feel that they finally feel like, yes, that's me, you know? So it's so gratifying to feel like I I connected the dots in such a way to help them tell their story that now they're like, this is it. I don't have to struggle with it. I don't have to worry about it. So there's definitely that aspect. And, you know, Mm -hmm. my client's telling me that that's like the greatest, like, oh, that's like, I really, I mean, people think I'm just, oh yeah, whatever. I really am. You know, I like, oh, that's, I, I, I I become invested in their success and their joy. It's like, oh, that's so cool. So, I mean, from an emotional aspect, that certainly, I would say one of the unexpected things that my social media ghostwriting has um, done for a client that I've heard, and this is not expected, is it brought, she has, she says, direct result of working with you. We've been working with Tether for a long time, over a year. Hmm. Amy, I know that these opportunities, not just leads, but then I closed a business because of our work together, because we've been working on social media. Now, I will caveat, say, listen, the writing I do is not sales copy. It is not, you know, uh, you know, a sales funnel. It's not about selling something. You know, it's not that at all. It's really about sharing an individual's thought process on a daily, you know, not daily basis, but on a regular basis, their insights and and their perspective. But what happens, and what happened in this case with my client, she was out there. She was putting out there on a regular basis, and she was drawing those intended on those people to her. And they came back to her and said, you know, I really love what you said about this in that post. And I've seen you show up again and again. And I just, I'm really liking it. And can we have a conversation? And she tells me, Amy, I just closed three deals. And I know it's because of the work we've done together. Mm -hmm. And I know it's because of this, or I got asked to be, so it's, you know, it's building their awareness and their personal brand, certainly in their thought leadership. And, you know, if you play this long game, you know, strategy, which of course, social media and content is, it's not an overnight success because, you know, you're not going to be like, Hey, buy this, you know, Mm -hmm. but the fact that she, and this is someone who is, you know, she's the founder. She's all about like the ROI. She's like, I can trace it back to this, that you've brought me, you know, I just closed a $300,000 deal because of this. And then another Mm -hmm. for 260,000. So I'm like, Oh my gosh. You know, like, she's like, yeah. She's like, I know what we're doing isn't writing for sales copy, but it works. You know, mm-hmm. it's bringing me business. So she's delighted. And, and, you know, it's like, that's, that's amazing to hear. So that's completely unexpected. Um, and it's, it, it makes me feel good too, because I'm helping, you know, I know that it down, it does help them in the overall sense, but there's so, t- so many times people, oh, well, is it really worth it to do this? I mean, who cares? It's all you know, like, it's all fuzzy, you know, awareness and personal branding and thought leadership and who really, how important is it really? Is it really mm-hmm. converting? Mm-hmm. And I point to that client and say, this is what's happening. Or, you know, what happens is that they'll start sharing content and then suddenly, oh my gosh, I just got offered this new role, you know, and it's because they saw what I put out there because I shared sort of what I was about and my you know thoughts on leadership and this and that that kind of put me on the radar of these other people and suddenly now I have this opportunity. So I love when that that's that's successful. But you know, I think from an emotional standpoint, I think it's 
when I see in my client's eyes and I hear in their voice and they'll send me a note back, oh my gosh, Amy, yes. You know, so it, that is probably the most gratifying. And, and I think when they feel, they feel like they've been heard, that they're understood, that people now get them, you know, a client tell me like, Amy, you just bring out the best in people. And I mean, Mm -hmm. That, that just makes my heart happy. You know, it's like, well, that's what I'm trying to do and help you kind of, you're already amazing. I'm just helping be the conduit to help other people get that and, you know, quickly. So. Right. Right. Well, certainly appreciate you sharing that, that with us. It certainly is, um, it speaks very highly, like I said, of the quality of work that you do, the skill set that you have, you know, like, like you emphasized earlier, you like being on a treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. And that was the one unique thing that stood out almost 14 months ago that, that it's, <laughs> that it's been to the, to the date that, you know, you and I have, have kind of been collaborating on uh, a multitude of different things. And so Amy, throughout your career, I mean, you know, obviously you've been a writer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, since, since, you know, basically college, you know, what are some of the most important things that you've learned in life regarding your your career and and how this is how to transform you into one being a treasure hunter that can produce compelling stories that you offer, you know, a way for people to have that leverage. And I call it a wild card. I don't like to use the word leverage, but I call it the wild card. Yeah. So, well, I've been writing since I was a child, actually. So, I mean, and this is the thing. I've had a very nonlinear career path, right? So now everybody knows me as a writer. I I am. But, you know, when I was a child, I I was always that shy kid in the corner. I was the creative kid. I was writing stories. I was painting. I, you know, always kind of observing, right? I'm fascinated by people. I always have been and kind of what makes them tick, what motivates them, what scares them, what what drives them, what the behaviors of people, right? The psychology of it all and kind of why. And and you know, as a shy kid, um I I did a lot of watching and observing and listening and sort of that I think that's really where I have my roots in sort of that um letting my curiosity lead me right is that wow that's so interesting and just and and so that sort of common thread has followed me since I was a child um after graduating yes I graduated with a film degree and a minor in communications I always always loved this idea of being able to tell a story and 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 the collaboration that would be involved in telling it through film so I'm a writer, but I'm also a highly visual person. And that's why the filmmaking um, appealed to me. Plus, um, you get to work with people to bring something from nothing, an idea to, to life, right? And that was very exciting to me. And this idea, you mentioned a few times of transformation, mm-hmm. that theme is huge for me. I mean, my why, you know, a la Simon Sinek is inspiring transformation. <clears throat> so, you know, when I work with clients, it's, it's, that's why I'm just so like, oh, that gives me the jazz. It's like helping them through that transformational process is really cool. But, you know, I, I wasn't always paid to be a writer. I wanted to do that, but I was a little scared. I couldn't get a job as a filmmaker right out of school. I ended up doing a lot in um, ad agencies, marketing, that sort of thing, where I wasn't the writer, but I ended up on the account side because I, I love people and I, did really well in, in working with people. And I could speak many languages of creative, right? I could talk to a designer or a copywriter, an art director, that sort of thing. And I understood at a very intuitive level where they were coming from because I consider myself a creative. But then I could talk strategy and translate that to, you know, back and forth to a client. 
Um, so I did that for a long time and then, and branding as well. And I love that. And then, um, I had, uh, you mentioned I was a mom or I am a mom, but I, you know, we had our first daughter. I knew I couldn't be what I was doing as a branding consultant, traveling all over the country, um, and, and commuting into San Francisco and doing all this stuff. And like, that doesn't really work to be a mom. So then I took a little bit of time off. And then when I went back into the workforce, it was in a completely different place. Talk about a wild card. I'm like, oh, I ended up being a CEO of a nonprofit for travel and tourism, which is like, what? Mm-hmm. But it, the idea was you're still telling the story of something. It's telling the story of a destination, right? And when I was in branding, it was a product or a company, right? So I go through, it's, it's always telling the story. Um, and I did that for like 10 years and I went out on my own then and, and was working with them. And then as a writer, it's finally kind of come full circle where I'm, I'm still telling the story, but it's telling the story of a human, right? Instead of a soda, right? Uh, instead of telling, you know, for Coke or, you know, a, a SeaWorld or somewhere like that, it's like, okay, you're, you're really telling the story of a human. And um, it, it helped me sort of put my towns to their highest and best use that, okay, I have this writing, I have this strong creative desire. I love to kind of find that little special spark and that nugget in people um, and then help them put it forward. And I, and, you know, something that comes easy to me, I'm like, well, I, I find that clarity in like, I call it the clarity in their chaos where I can say, you know, they'll talk and talk and I don't know. And I read them like, well, is it, I think it might be this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Yes. So, you know, I, I thought everyone did that. You know, we, we tend to discount our talents and, and kind of what comes easy to us thinking everybody must think this way, must do things this way. But it's so not true. Right. And and we we tend not to value them because we think they're a commodity, but they're anything but. So I found that in myself and I try to help help my clients discover and embrace that as well. And then lead with that because that becomes their point of differentiation. That becomes sort of what sets them apart. And that ultimately it's easy for them because that's, that's who they are. So did I answer your question? Oh my gosh. I feel like I just got totally off tangent. (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) no, no, absolutely. You, you, you nailed it. I mean, it was, it was something that, you know, as, as I envision, you know, me being a CEO, an entrepreneur, you know, whatever um, people consider me because they know me with four or five different hats. It's it's just the fact that the overall notion of how much I've grown, not only personally, but professionally and how, you know, things are being branded Mm -hmm. out there on social media for us has really kind of, you know, it's, it's really put us into the stratosphere per se. I mean, Mm -hmm. because like, like, like we talked earlier on, you know, I was a guy that really was not wanting to be vulnerable, not wanting to share, not wanting to, you know, and a lot of that came from just years and years of years of just being focused on kind of keeping things close to the chest and, and not really letting people get to know me except for the business side. Okay. I'm interacting with you on business, but we would leave my personal um, life and those type of things of what I like to do kind of out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, for me, it's been very therapeutic. It sounds like it's the same way for you when you find that treasure, when you find that, that, uh, you know, that golden nugget, you know, when you are able to help people reach that epiphany of, you know, turning on the light switch to bring it all together, you know, there's a lot of magic in that. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
it's it's just a wonderful thing, you know. For me, it is, and I know I know that it is for you. And so, Amy, we're almost out of time, and I do have one more. Man, I have one more little little <laughs> fun fact for you. Okay. Some, something that I wrote, but before I before I let you in on that, do you have any key takeaways or value of nuggets of information that you would like to leave based on me calling you my wild card, <laughs> you know, to our listeners? I mean, what are what are some of those things you would you would like to just say? Hey, if you are a wild card. <laughs> yeah. So I will say, you know, I'll, I'll repeat kind of the two word career, best career advice I've ever received. Um, and this kind of plays back to being a wild card, you know, um, is to stop hiding. So I think um, I wouldn't, I would have never considered myself being a wild card until you kind of said it and it makes sense. Like, okay. But so often we, we hide behind, like you just said, it's behind your business persona. We hide our gifts, our talents, our true desires, all these things when really that's what makes us who we are. And that's what will ultimately draw people, people and attract people to us without much effort, just naturally, if we kind of lead with those things. So stop hiding is certainly Oh my gosh, it sounds so simple, but it resonates on so many levels for me. I I I hid my or you know hiding behind this account persona versus being creative Amy and now that I've done that it's so freeing. And I think for other people um is to stop hiding from really who you are and not think you have to fit into a box or a mold or I should do this or what's supposed to be is this is to really take that risk because as you know, once you became a little more vulnerable and you kind of went beyond that, that's when things opened up for you, right? That's when, and and you, you're obviously inspired and you know, all these things like, oh my gosh. So that's, I think that's huge. Um, and to really marry your intention with your attention. So, you know, you've got to, you, if you want something and you know what you want, you've got to kind of align everything to su- help you support that. The way you talk about yourself, the way you present yourself to other people, um, the people with whom you interact and hang out, the, what you do, that sort of thing, and allow the things that no longer serve you to fall away mm-hmm. so you can be more about your destiny and not about your history. Very well said. Man, we're going we're gonna to put that one in the quote phase of, of this podcast. <laughs> Great. So, so I know how much you enjoy those things that really resonate with you and how you stick them on your little wall and they mm-hmm. always bring you peace and tranquility when you read them over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so I've played around with some things as it relates to you being my wild card and how important it is and how significant it has been to me. And so a lot of people go, well, Greg, you know, you always come up with these crazy quotes and sayings and so forth and so on. But since I've written this on my own, I will send it to you. But I'm going to share it with you for the first time, and I'm going to share it with the audience. Okay. And so it starts out like this. It basically says, her playful banter silence replaced by a look I know too well from the time we shared together. Her smudge, wicked confidence I've never seen in person. <laughs> it's like watching her execute a symphony already preset, played out, 
as she merely executes the moves. And that's you, Amy. Wow, that's awesome, Greg. Thank you. That that is gonna. I, people go, oh yeah, she's a winner. You send that to me. You know I'm gonna print that out and stick that on my wall. <laughs> I'll take a picture of it to prove it. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. I I certainly will. I'll get that over to you. And so you know, Amy, I knew this was gonna be a fun episode. You know, we we've had a lot of laughs and 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 great time, and uh, certainly appreciate it. And hopefully I can get you back, you know, in our, in our season five. I mean, you know, Ooh, season five. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. To our listeners and everyone, you know, please be safe. Uh, as always, as I always try to end on a positive note, show compassion and empathy towards one another. We've had enough things going on in our world today, and we just need to figure out a way to unite and come together. This has been episode 92. Thank you very much, Amy. Amy. Entitled The Wild Card. Take care, everyone. Greg Proctor, cut to the chase. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to Cut to the Chase. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Cut to the Chase. You'll also find even more great content on our website at www.k2tcpodcast.com. Thank you and catch you on the next episode.